Welcome to the infected. I tend to follow a very nocturnal sort of existence, mainly because I don't much care for sunlight. Bright colors of any kind depress me, in fact, and my moods are more or less inversely related to the clarity of the sky on any given day. Matter of fact, my private motto has always been that behind every silver lining there's a cloud. So I schedule my errands for as late an hour as possible, and I tend to merge along with the bats and the raccoons in twilight. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in to The Infected, our bi-weekly podcast where we discuss and play the best obscure and dark music. We're in the middle of an arctic winter here in the Netherlands, how about yourselves? You and I have snowed in into our crypt, it is now midnight and minus 10 degrees Celsius, that's 14 degrees Fahrenheit, it's chilly. Let's put on some records to warm up, shall we? To start off, here's a very danceable dark treasure from 2019. We suggest you turn up your volume by at least 50% right now for the coming 4 minutes. This is Drown by Under the Skin.
Under the Skin. Wow, I really like this track. Immediately from the get-go, you have these sort of low, grungy, crunchy, I don't know how to describe it, bass sounds mm-hmm. of the synthesizers that I, I just love. They're oscillating in a way that really grabs you by the throat. It's grim, it's dark, it's, it's harsh, and I love the sound. A very nice track. Just the way we like it. I think that's a good summary. And it's a track that exactly at the right time manages to progress and and add new elements. So after about one and a half minutes, I was like, is this going to be an instrumental? Because by now I am really... And then the minute I'm thinking this, the voice kicks in and the singer starts singing. And that happens to me a couple of times during the track, exactly when I feel like "Mm, I could do with a change. They instantly deliver and it moves somewhere else. Very enthusiastic about this track. Well said, well said. Sorry sorry for rambling, sorry for rambling. But yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm glad you like it. And do our listeners know that you were a bass player? I'm not sure. I don't think so. But uh, you picked up on that bass. I'm a bass playing pensioner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I talked about the synths first, though. Yeah, yeah. you did, you did, you did. <laughs> the thing is that they do tell stories with their songs. I was doubting to select this track or not, because the main reason I tend to pick older tracks, as you've heard, uh, dear listener, for uh, for the last couple of episodes, is that you can look up and um, provide much more backgrounds to talk about older bands. Of course, there are plenty of new bands and music that we'd like to play and I'd like to play, but you'd be hard-pressed to find anything on them at all. And that also goes for Under the Skin, to be really honest. I did dig up some info because the track was so powerful, I had to feature it and uh, try to provide some info. It's a one-man studio project and a live trio. But if you listen to the music, it sounds like a 10-man band. It's so powerful, it's layered. You talked about that bass, the synth layers. It's one guy that makes this, and the man responsible is Marius Luniewski. He's from Poland, and he launched his first album in 2016, and a second one called Negative in 2019. And that's also the album where this track is on. And the title Negative sure takes the box, as you've just heard. It's moody, but in a good way. So the whole album really doesn't have a bad song on it, in my opinion. I suggest you check out more of this band if you like it. It's fully available on Spotify. I think it's built up quite nicely, uh, like a story that's being told when listening to it uh, as a whole. Just like you mentioned, June, the first part starts quite repetitively, then there's another layer, another addition that keeps it really interesting. And that's the, that's the story for the rest of the album as well. It's a story told by Atmosphere, It sounds like a double espresso of post-punk with a modern twist. There are a lot of bands that try to emulate the old 80s post-punk sound, you know? Uh, Especially since about 2008, a lot of new acts that are trying to, uh, to do that. A lot of them are successful, but this one really adds a modern twist, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's the synth work, the, the layered production, or uh, the singing, I'm not sure, but it sounds quite modern. It's an evolution of the sound more than a reproduction of the sound. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that totally makes sense. It's an evolution. It's not just a copy of the formula that made the 80s uh, dark electronics so great. That's more of an evolution, maybe. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah, it. Check. A powerful start of this week. Yeah. Everybody on board? Yeah. Hope so. Because this is what we do, right? Either we bring you something that you know and love, and we tell you uh, some more background about it so that maybe you can listen with new ears, or we give you something new to listen to, and your ears will be new as well and filled with new music. So 
You will always discover something with us, at least that's what we're aiming for. So right now, uh, let me take you back, way back. Back to the 8-bit track of last week. Back uh -huh. to 1987, because the next song is not only our infected classic, this was also the solution of last week's 8-bit minute. Yes, I'm talking about Strange Love by Depeche Mode. Again, we had correct answers coming in from several listeners. Listen to the 8-bit minute at the end of this podcast to guess what this week's track is. Free merch awaits. Anyway, about Strange Love. Mm -hmm. Musically, it sounds a bit like a cooler, more refined follow-up to their previous single, Master and Servant. In the terms of the lyrics on the service, Strange Love of course can be seen as an ode to freaky fetishes. Mm. But reading more in-depth, the lyrics can also be about emotional instability or unavailability in a relationship. To me, this is a song about a relationship where someone cheats on their partner, and their partner is aware of it, and yet they don't break up. Society may consider a relationship where one of the parties is unfaithful strange, but it works for them. This is their strange love. Can you imagine being in a relationship like that, Ralf? Well, not really, because I'm fully committed and also quite um, hyper-focused on, uh, <laughs> on topics and also uh, when it comes to female topics. I can't imagine sharing something that personal and close to me with, with someone else. So no. yeah, I was thinking about it. Quite loyal. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's not for many people, but I was thinking about it. And in a sense, it's the ultimate sacrifice. It's proof that if you love someone, if you really love someone, mm -hmm. you're even ready to go to the lengths that you allow them to be unfaithful to you. It's actually, in a way, very romantic. And I guess that's uh, what the song is about. I guess, but you mean unfaithful in a physical way, but mentally they're still, right? You still love each other? It's or? still emotional instability mm -hmm. or unavailability. Somebody that sometimes is just not there for you and is having fun with someone else while you're yeah. just sitting at home waiting and, and, and contemplating. Man, I don't know. In the end, all is fair in love and war. Whether it be whips and chains or infidelity, if you can't stand the devices, get out of the torture chamber. It's a fine <laughs> line between pain and pleasure. And as always, Depeche Mode is on a mission to walk that line. So production-wise, Depeche Mode had some funny unwritten rules when recording this album, Music for the Masses. Some of it derived from the Kraftwerk way of doing things. Think of rules like no hi-hats, no presets, no chords, Oh. Although the last one was broken a couple of times. But then if they did do a chord, it would be layered out of various monophonic parts. This is some awesome info. No hi-hats. So Kraftwerk, is, are you telling me that Kraftwerk tracks don't have hi-hats? They try and avoid them as best they can. Okay. And sometimes they use a sample or another sound in the sort of the same function. But those are a couple of rules that they use to stay original and, and, and bring that really computerized sound. Yeah. Okay, check didn't know that. With these rules, you might think they were giving themselves a hard time for the sake of it. But it did undoubtedly give them a unique sound and a unique approach to recording. Now, the original demo of Strange Love was actually much faster paced, but the band members decided to slow the song down to blend in better with the album's overall tone. The version on the album is actually a hybrid. It's partially based on the slowed down single version and also partly based on the Daniel Miller remix 12-inch that they really liked. And those two were blended for the album version. But personally, I like the single version better. The original demo was much faster and more urgent, and the single version captures that intensity better. It's also interesting to note that the two bass lines are going on there at the same time. Anyway, go check it out. Here it is, the single version of Strange Love. Infected. Classic. 
I think if you listen to this, it's obvious that there is inequality in the relationship. Character is actually saying, I will make it worthwhile. I'll make it worth your while. I'll make it feel really special. And I guess if you think about it, what's really killing in a relationship is if you don't feel anything. Yeah. Right? And the relationship where you go to extremes to make the other feel and make the other aware of the feelings that they have for you. This might be an unorthodox way to, to get that feeling right onto the foreground. But Dave promises the person that he's in this relationship with that he'll make it worth their while and he'll make them feel <laughs> the fact that there's this relationship is there. If that's what it takes, 
after a few years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not really looking for a relationship like this myself personally. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting uh, in terms of but lyrics and the way that they perceive the relationships. You can sell the proposition quite well, Jeroen. So is there <laughs> nothing behind this? No? Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm no. kidding. Your wife's no, not don't. listening to our podcast anyway, I guess. So uh, you, should be, you should be fine. I'm, I'm going to skip playing this one. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another track on this great album, Music for the Masses. And the single version we just listened to is different from the album version. It's shorter. It's got much going on. But that track, Nothing, you know that one? It's a classic. It's crazy. Yeah, the whole album is totally worthwhile, even though it wasn't a huge success for uh, Depeche Mode. It's a transition album, and its uh, successor was uh, really much more of a hit. Violator. It also builds up to this new Depeche Mode, where they reinvent themselves with Personal Jesus, uh, had some great successes. But this is an interesting album, just because it's in between what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More poppy and more on the, the sort of S&M tip. Uh, and it, it's moving in the direction of where they were going, which is more mature and really turned into a rock stadium act. Yeah, well said, well said. I totally agree. I definitely like the later work of Depeche Mode much more than that early poppy stuff like... <laughs> really sucks fuck that so this album music for the masses and violator top notch yeah that's vince clark it was great that vince uh, decided to go and do some other stuff and it think worked out really well for depeche mode definitely so the next band we're going to talk about the next band we're going to play is called isolation ward they're from belgium most of us feel like we've been in an isolation ward ourselves for the last year right So it's kind of a fitting band name. They were formed in Brussels in 1979 when two friends, Stéphane and Jean-Pierre, sold their skateboards to purchase an electronic guitar and a bass guitar. So that had to be some valuable skateboards because guitars are a lot more expensive than skateboards, I think. But anyway, (laughs) I think so. They soon added more friends with benefits, and those benefits being musical instruments, of course. So there were four friends that knew each other, sold a lot of personal stuff to get musical equipment. They started touring a lot in their short existence with bands like The Birthday Party, Susie and the Banshees. Anyway, unfortunately, after several lineup changes, the band would destabilize too much to keep going and maintain the chemistry. The final gig was in May of 1983. So for the mathematicians among us, yes, they existed only for four years. Such a shame. But luckily, they left us with some great and powerful singles. And one of those is Lamina Christus, or Lamina Christ. It was a song that's produced by Peter Principal of Tuxedo Moon, also a familiar uh, act. It was released by Les Disques du Crépuscule in 1982. And that record label, dear friends, has a lot of great acts on it. Anyway, I'll play it in a moment. Lamina Christus feels like a force that drags you down into darkness, like a predator dragging its prey down with it. There's nothing uplifting here, and that's the way I like it. And also, before we start in the next tune, because we've been talking way too long, sorry. Uh, lastly, I have to make a confession. And after Exmal Deutschland from last episode, 
Matador, the catchy one. And my rants about Liz Fraser and now selecting another one of my all-time favorite tracks. I think it's time for me to confess I have a weak spot for female singers within the post-punk realm. The whiny and nasally voice of Nathalie Bourlaar uh, just gets me every time. And also the bass, it sounds like a singer. It's also whining and complaining in the background, the bass sound. So let me stop rambling and let's enjoy Lamina Christus by Isolation Ward. Lamina Christ. So a lamina is a really thin layer, Mm -hmm. which makes the title even more incomprehensible as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, it's atmospheric. I thought it was okay. I'm not a huge fan of the way that she sings off-key all the time, but it's something else. She was very young at the time. I believe she was 19 years old when she sang this. I just like the overall mood and the the heaviness about it and also the snappy snare drums in there. But uh, hey... I'm very sure that people will not have heard of this band before. And who knows, there may be other people just like you that really it hits the right spot for. So thanks for sharing. 
We try to offer our listeners a uh, smorgasbord of dark wave and dark stuff. <laughs> I do feel a bit hurt because this is a really personal favorite. And I paid good, good money for this 12-inch uh, single. So you're uh, kind of letting me down. But I, I, I'll get over it, Jeroen. What else do we have in our crypt? So let's move on. Yes, yes, let's, let's do so. I'm going to try and contain my excitement for the next one. Because this is our Insta Outcast. Also, this is a brand new single from the upcoming debut LP by friends of the show, Vision Video. Oh, cool. Yeah, the album will be called Inked in Red. And I'll add the Bandcamp link on the website so that you can easily find it. And a full album will be released on April 16th. Cool. Inked in Red, the album is a personal story from the experiences of frontman Dusty. He was an American soldier on assignment abroad and a rifle platoon leader on a tour of duty in Afghanistan. And it will be a 10-track story of mental health destruction, born of equal parts human mortality and government incompetence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got something to say. And he got inspiration to say it in just the right way. The single Static Drone, which we will play for you in a second, precedes the album. And we've been waiting eagerly for the release since we talked to Dusty a few episodes back in the show. There's also a new video for Static Drone out now on YouTube. And you will find it embedded in the show notes on our site, www.theinfected.nl. Again, this track was produced and recorded by the band with Tom Ashton of the March Violets. And man, did they get the sound right. Yeah, they did. Vision Video is blessed with three band members that double as singers, which works out well. The energy and contrast between the sound and the lyrics make this a special song. But I also really just love the track's open acoustic feel. Here we are. Hey everybody, it's Dusty from Vision Video. You're listening to The Infected. Hope you enjoy it.
This is a great track. What I like about Vision Video is that the 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 peace and calm and the, the the building up of the tracks, the breaks especially, really building up tension, and also the way Dusty. I'm sure if you listen to our special, like you just mentioned, Jeroen, you know that Dusty's a really layered character, has, has gone through a lot and is still working uh, within the firefighting department and the medical units, that he makes a heavy topic and all his experiences also quite energetic sounding and a bit light even here and there. It's great music. Yeah, I love it. It's very accessible and yet there's depth. Also a special mention for the drummer this time. I love the floor toms in the uh, refrain and uh, the way that he uses the hi-hat to uh, give the track an extra push just to give it a lift. I don't know, it's just, uh, this is really nice work by all of the band. Totally agree, Rune. There's so much going on, the tension's building, there's there's a lot of thought going into these tracks. Awesome. What's Dusty's Instagram account? So if in case anyone wants to follow Vision Video on Instagram. Yeah, it's at Vision Video Band. Check them out. But you have to be honest, there's a million bands out there and uh, there's also a million new bands out there and everybody's looking for a new audience and looking to reach people. And we are giving unfair advantage to uh, a couple of them. There's a couple of these bands that we consider special friends of our show. Vision Video is one of them and that's just because we, at heart, are a bunch of fanboys as well. And we really want to see these bands succeed. And there's more of them, uh, and you'll hear more of those bands come back during uh, these episodes and during the next seasons. It's because we also want to follow their story. And this is a band who don't even have a full-length album out yet, just an EP and a couple of singles. And we are as excited as you are to follow their journey on to becoming, who knows, uh, a popular band, maybe a, a chart success, maybe a band that will eventually tour the world. Who knows, but we think the value is there and the quality is there. Thank you Vision Video for sharing your exciting story with us and thanks for the great single Static Drone. So right now, let's take it back again because we're going from recent acts to more uh, to older stuff. Right now, I would like to take you to the Dance Society and Dance is spelled D-A-N-S-E. Without a doubt, it's one of the many bands that drowned in the abundant musical offerings in the 80s. There's a lot of talent, as you will soon hear, but it's lost in time, I guess. Mostly because of terrible record deals and uh, contracts that uh, were poor choices. Arista, it's a famous record label. They picked them up and they wanted to uh, have them release more songs sooner with hit potential. And they put them under enormous time pressure. And the result of that is the album Heaven Is Waiting. That's the second album that they did. Before they were only doing singles, they were under a lot of pressure and it it didn't make a dent in post-punk history, to be really honest, Heaven Is Waiting. But don't be fooled by public opinion uh, because there's plenty of gems on there on that album. And Spotify also finally put that album up online about six months ago, I believe. So that's that's a plus. And they were an English Gothic rock band formed in Barnsley. I'm not sure where Barnsley is, north, south, east, west, couldn't say. Uh, from 1980 and they achieved moderate success during their career like I just mentioned between 1980 and 1982 in the span of two years they released a handful of singles and uh, the debut album Seduction on their own independent label Society Records Barnsley is in the South Yorkshire for your information which is a civil parish South in Yorkshire. the county of South Yorkshire which is almost exactly in the middle oh, of the uh, okay. English mainland Usually we talk about Manchester and and, and Liverpool, so this is okay, interesting. 
Uh, we did feature some Scottish post-punk bands uh, recently as well. Anyway, so third year of their existence, um, they were playing sold-out tours, and the success of Seduction won them a recording contract with Arista Records. And at the same time, that was the beginning of the end, like I just mentioned, that second album under Arista. So eventually, in 1986, after releasing uh, a final and third album, all of the band members, except the lead singer, Rawlings, they left to form other bands and do other stuff. So they yeah, they were around for two albums that were worthwhile and then evaporated. I'm sure you n- haven't heard of them. Uh, but I'm not the only one that loves the Dance Society, I found out, because a campaign entitled The Dance Society Reformation Plot was started on Facebook at the end of 2009 uh, and succeeded uh, in bringing most of the band back together. And they reformed the Dance Society, featuring new vocalists from the group from their group Blooding Mask. Never heard of those guys, anyway. I picked an earlier track from the first album, Seduction, to give you a taste of this great band or underrated band. This is Clock by The Dance Society. <laughs>
I appreciate it. I like it. I, of course, had never heard of the Dance Society until a couple of minutes ago when you enlightened me. Or actually, a bit before when I was looking at our playlist for tonight. Of course, and Jeroen, me neither, because I stumbled upon this band, I think, maybe about eight years ago, by accident. Well, since they're coming from Barnsley, I think I figured out why they, after a couple of years, uh, split up. What, what would that be? Because this was a long time ago, right? This was uh, 1981. Mm -hmm. And these guys were probably uh, in their uh, late teens. And yeah. after a couple of years, you grow up and you look around and you realize that the top 10 things to do in Barnsley are visiting the old moor. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. The heritage <laughs> center, going to a farm, visiting an old castle ruin, going to a park or going to another park or visiting a tiny pothouse. In other words, this band is probably killed by Barnsley itself. <laughs> Barnsley is such a boring place oh, that I'm man. sure that these guys went their separate ways onto pastures greener <laughs> and probably with more buildings on them as well. That must be why the band eventually fell apart. Oh man. Solely logical. That would totally make sense. And add a, add a poor record too with yeah. Arista on top of that and yeah. you, you got the... I can totally see them sitting in this meeting now. To hell with Arista not supporting us. To hell with Barnsley, there's nothing to do here. I'm sorry, but I'm leaving. Oh really, you <laughs> are? I was just planning on leaving myself. Yeah, where are you going? Manchester. Oh, I'm going to Liverpool. Oh, I'll be popping over then. Cheerio. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> that was the end. Yeah, okay. I totally see it. That's very plausible, very plausible. Yeah, yeah. Have you dusted off that final record that we uh, found in our crypt yet? That uh, recent one? What is it again? Of course you remember Then Comes Silence, Hoof, don't you? Yes, of course. How can I forget? Great guys, great music. Great guys, absolutely. So this band is an act that came on my radar late last year when we interviewed Then Comes Silence. Another band we consider friends of the show. Matthias of Then Comes Silence warmly recommended Ist Ist. And I can totally see why. This band was formed in Manchester and they've been playing live gigs steady since 2014, so for the last six to seven years. Although they stubbornly refused to sign with a manager or with a record label, they did release two EPs in 2018 and 2019 and finally brought their first full-length album into the world last year, in 2020. Early in their career they were regularly condemned as too out there but they are fiercely proud of their independence and uncompromising intense sound. Your Mind was the second single to be taken from their debut album, Architecture. Musically, the driving energy and rhythm impressed me. Their sound seems to be a cocktail of Joy Division, Fields of the Nephilim and Editors. The booming bass line and moody vocals are distanced, but somehow also passionate. I like it. This is Your Mind by Ist Ist.
that guitar sound is definitely Joy Division. Great deep vocals, power all around, and just clocking in under three minutes. It's like, yeah, they get in there, they do their thing, and they're done. There's no bullshitting, no messing around, no wasting time. Just immediately, boom power track damn maybe we should have started the episode with this track yeah now that i'm thinking of it oh well <laughs> i was wondering if you're a girl and you're sitting in a bar somewhere and the guy the singer of uh, ist ist comes to you and tells you you're mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah that must yeah. be intimidating <laughs> yeah this guy sounds like he likes to take the lead yeah <laughs> yeah Damn, Jeroen, we're now at uh, about one o'clock midnight, after midnight. I can't go to sleep after listening to this track. So thank, thank you, thank you very much for that. <laughs> and for you listeners, thank you. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate your attention. We sincerely hope you like this episode. And as you know, this season we have a unique competition for you. Hang on till the end for a chance to win free merch. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit our site at www.theinfected.nl. Also, come steal our music. On theinfected.nl you'll find Spotify playlists in the spirit of The Infected, with all the songs we've ever played on the show, and also on theinfected.nl, the show notes of each episode, with the stories and the relevant links, videos, and a shop with cool merchandise. Or you can use the site to get in touch with us, say hi, or suggest a track or a band. That's all for now. Thanks for listening and we'll be on to the competition. This whole season will end the show with an 8-bit minute. If you can recognize the artist and track, send us a message on social or via theinfected.nl. At the end of the season, the best listener, which means the listener that has the most answers correct, wins a luxury back-printed The Infected t-shirt. And this is episode 3's 8-bit track. <laughs>